0: Welcome to Income for Baby Boomers. If you want to learn about exciting new businesses each week from other boomers who speak your language and have started a unique and profitable business from home, you have come to the right place. For those who would like to try some of these low investment opportunities, stay tuned. We'll help you get started in your own profitable adventure. Now with your host and entrepreneur, Ken Queen. Tonight,
1: we're going to be interviewing Chris Kennedy, and he's the best-selling Science fiction, fantasy author and self-publishing guru on Amazon, Chris. Great to have you here with us tonight.
0: Hey, it's great being here with you, Ken. Thanks for uh, having me on.
1: Fantastic. Our folks are looking for ways to to make extra money, to make a few thousand extra a year. Some need to make a hundred thousand. Some need to, need to make ten. But I know you've done extremely well. I understand that just last year, your first full year, you sold over. Forty thousand books. Is that
0: correct? That is correct. Uh, started out uh, from nothing about a year and a half ago, um, and and worked my way, you know, into the whole self-publishing thing. And I can I can tell you how I got there, but you know, oh. in my first in my first full year, I sold forty thousand books. That is wonderful. So
1: you you you've got a business that you can do full time or part time. It's up to you.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's it's something anyone can do and for the amount of time that they have available. I've I've been able to do that, and, and I still have a, a day job as well. So uh, this is something I'm kind of doing on, on nights and weekends, and, uh, you know, it's gone really, really well. It's it certainly exceeded all of my expectations.
1: Super. So let me ask you this so I, we get an idea of, what are other people doing wrong that can't seem to get into the publishing area? What are, what, what are they doing wrong, and what should they be doing right? I,
0: I guess now would be a good time to kind of take you through how I got into it. And, right. and that was, I've seen that uh, the statistic that 81% of Americans have a story they want to tell. I was always part of the 19% that didn't. Writing was never something that, that really um, was my strong point. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you asked anybody about me, they'd say, oh, yeah, he's the non-creative one. Driving home from work one day, all of a sudden, uh, some of the things that I had seen at work kind of gelled in my mind. And, and all of a sudden, I had an idea. And I said, wow, you know, I, I should write that down. That would be a good book. Uh, I said, well, you know, what would I do with it? I said, yeah, but it's a good idea. You, you really should write it down. And uh, well, you know, I, I don't know anything about writing a book. I don't. I don't know anything about marketing. I don't know. I don't know how to find an agent. So i had pretty much put it aside. And I got home, and uh, my wife said, "Well, it's not going to be uh, dinner's not going to be ready for about an hour." And I went, "You know, maybe I'll write that down a little bit." Um, and I started writing, and it came out, and came, and kept coming. And, You know, over the the next couple of weeks, you know, I just kept writing whenever I had a chance. And all of a sudden, I had this book. I had never been a writer. I, you know, didn't know anything about the industry. So I said, "Well, you know, I, I think the the first thing you're supposed to do is get an agent." So I, I tried to find an agent. And, you know, I I probably queried I don't know 80 different agents, and none of them were interested. And I had heard about this self publishing thing, and I thought it sounded neat. But when I went to try and figure it out, there was just so much information. You know, it wasn't that nobody wants to tell you how to do it. It's a matter of there's so much information that you really just, it's, it's hard to tell what's right, what's wrong. And and I really quickly realized that I needed a plan. Having been in the military for 20 years, planning was something that I could do. You know, I, I did the research. I put together a plan, set up the plan, followed the plan, and, and published the book. And then, and then a funny thing happened. People bought it. And, and then more people bought it. And, and before too long, Amazon was marketing it. And so I wrote the second one and people bought that too. And, you know, I, I've just kept going and, and haven't looked back. So that, that's the long answer to your question. The, the short answer is what do people need? People need a plan. You know, they, they need a plan to, uh, both help get the book ready and then they need a plan for doing the business aspect of it as well. And I I've, I've put all of the, the knowledge that, that I learned in that, that first, you know, go around with the book um, into the, the book that I just wrote, which is Self-Publishing for Profit. To help people, it's it's kind of a two-phase thing. You need to know the business aspect to be successful in the short term, but you also need to know how to become a better author so that you can be um, successful in the long run. And For wherever you are, whatever you're doing, however much time you have available for it, you you need a plan that works for you. And and if you've got that, you can be successful, you know, no matter what your idea of success is, whether that's a few thousand um, or, you know, 50,000, 100,000, wherever you want to go with it, you need a plan to help get you there.
1: Amazing. Let me ask, what would you do different? Now that you've everything you've learned uh, for a person to start now compared to the way you started?
0: If I was starting over right now, uh, knowing what I do, I wouldn't bother with the agent. I, I wasted so much time trying to track down an agent and they're so overworked. And unless you have just some idea that nobody's ever thought about in the history of the world, which is pretty unlikely, it's just so okay. hard to get one unless you know. You know, know somebody and have contacts in the industry. I, I just would have gone straight for self-publishing, and it's it's been so good to me. And it's so, really something that that anybody can do. You, you don't have to have a lot of tech ability. You don't have to have a lot of a lot of much of anything. Um, and and you are able to do to become a self-publisher for for generally, you know, not a whole lot of money. Um, so it's it's really something that anybody can do, and I'd I'd just I'd skip the whole agent thing and just go direct to self publishing.
1: Super. When you say not a lot of money, Chris, what kind of money would be kind of the minimum someone could get start getting into this business with?
0: Well, you you could do it for completely nothing if you absolutely had to, um, and and there are ways that you know that that can be done. Certainly, you know if if you are really serious about doing it for a long time or, or really making a substantial amount of money in it, um, one of the the really important things that you need is a good book cover. Um, and, and people say don't judge a book by its cover, but everybody does. And I've seen you know statistics that say fifty three percent of of all purchase decisions on books are made from the cover only. You know, so if if you don't have a good cover, people aren't going to pick up your book to look and see what it says on the back. They're they're not going to click on it if they're online. You know, you you've got to have a good book cover, and um, you can do that pretty cheap. You know, you can uh, there are a couple places online you can get one for two hundred and ninety nine dollars for a, a professionally made cover. Um, which mm-hmm. is is something that you really want, you know, really need. If you don't have a friend that's a graphic designer or something like that that can hook you up, have you ever tried uh, Fiverr? Are you familiar with it? I am familiar with Fiverr, um, and I know some people that have had great success with it. You just have, in order to do Fiverr, you need to be a good project manager. And if you're a good project manager, you know, certainly Fiverr is an option and, and can get you a cover for even cheaper than than what I quoted.
1: Uh, just for uh, the folks that are listening that are not familiar with Fiverr, it's a website for $5 they will do anything for you. And, of course, sometimes they'll say we'll do $5 for the first 50 words of something or and then $5 for the next 50 words. Or they may do graphic design for $5. But you can't. You can always try it for five dollars. You can't lose much. What would you say are the common kind of lies or misconceptions people have about
0: publishing, Chris? The the most common lies, uh, well, one is you have to have an agent. Um, you know that's something you hear all along. You know you you can't be published without an agent. Well, I I can tell you that I've never had an agent in my life, and I have seven books that are published. Uh, I also have a couple short stories, and uh, one of my short stories is in an anthology with a variety of other science fiction authors, uh, including Jerry Pornell, who's, you know, recognized as one of the godfathers of science fiction. So, you know, if I could get into that, I I think that uh, an agent isn't really a requirement.
1: Do you still need an editor normally, or do you edit your own your own stuff or what how would you say what do you recommend in that area?
0: You you absolutely have to have an editor. The the human mind is an interesting thing and after about the third time that you've read your own work, you know what it not only what it says, but what it's supposed to say and and you're really not seeing it anymore. And you, you don't see any of the flaws, you don't see, you know, any of the, the different Problems with both word order or punctuation or, or anything—you you really need to get some other fresh eyes on your work. If you can can afford a you know a, a, a professional editor, that's obviously the best way to go. Um, if you can't, you know there you can get into a, a critique circle or uh, different writers' groups, and you know you can do you if you read someone else's book, they'll read your book, and you know you can trade off. You know, basically sweat equity instead of money um, and, and get it done, you know, cheaply. You know, and there, there are a variety of other ways you can do it, um, but but you really, really, really have to have somebody else besides yourself read it. Um, you know, if, if if people don't take away anything else from our talk here this evening, they've got to have somebody else look at their work before they publish it. I
1: feel that way every time I send an
0: email. Please. No doubt, no doubt I, I know I read mine a couple of times and and still sometimes things get out that you go, "Huh, how did I not see that exactly so so if you can do that in just two hundred word email, think about when you're you're stacking together a hundred thousand words or eighty thousand words what are what are the odds that that's gonna come out clean mm-hmm. you know it's 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 just not and I've had, uh, I've had you know, books where I've had four or five editors look at it, and then um, I have somebody that turns them into audiobooks for me. You know, as he goes through, he's still found uh, mistakes that, you know, five people reading through it didn't find. So, you know, it's, it's something you, you can't do it yourself.
1: That's a good segue into audiobooks. So if you were to sell 10,000 copies of a book, what is it how many copies of audio version of it do you think is likely what would be kind of the norm or do you think or is there a norm?
0: Well, I think it varies a lot depending on the genre um certainly science fiction uh sells well as an audio book or or it's been my experience anyway there is a a big need for audio books right now um with the the changing American job structure. There are a lot of people that have long commutes. um, And for many of them, they throw audiobooks into the the player. And, you know, so there actually are a lot of audiobooks being sold right now. I can tell you that I have sold more audiobooks than I have print books. Uh, The overwhelming majority of books that I've sold uh, have been ebooks, but uh, I've, I've actually sold more audiobooks than I have print books and I've had the print books on sale a lot longer. Okay,
1: so then you would recommend anyone that writes a book should certainly do an audio book, especially if it's fiction.
0: Uh, absolutely, I would. And, you know, there's there's a bunch of different ways that you can do it, but, but you can do those, you know, for free uh, through uh, a service called ACX, uh, which is Audio Creation Exchange. It's a subsidiary of Amazon. Um, you know, so you can you can do it, and if you split the profits with the person that um, does the translation or not, you know, does the the speaking part, um, they'll they'll do all of the work, um, and you just split the profits with them. So you don't have to do anything other than you know write the first story. You know, you get an extra income stream.
1: So you try the first book, and if you figured you could have made more money just paying them hourly, you can switch over to that afterwards.
0: Absolutely. Next book. Right. And that's you know that's what I did as well. I didn't know how how the books would sell, um, so I didn't want to get myself into something and, and pay somebody a lot of money to do it, and then find out that the you know they weren't going to sell as audio books, and you know end up with a, a bill that was more than the books would pay for. So I did it with the you know the profit sharing mode, um, but I've now made enough that I know. Uh, next time, just go ahead and pay them up front, and then keep all the profits yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, right. This whole thing is just testing, testing, testing. Oh, absolutely. And and one of the things that you know I I would say to people is is not to be afraid to test. If you don't try out new things, um, you're not going to know what works. Because the the one thing that I've found is that there really is no one size fits all plan. There are certain things that are common and will work for most people, but, you know, everybody's different and everybody approaches things differently and, and they have to work out, you know, a plan that's going to work for them. Um, you know, some people are not as comfortable, uh, say, coming on uh, a talk show um, and, and speaking with the illustrious Ken Queen. You know, some people might, might be very intimidated by that um, and, and not want to do that, and, and that's okay. There are a variety of other ways of, of marketing your books and um, getting out there and being known. Where where you don't have to do that if you're not comfortable. Conversely, if you are comfortable doing that, you know this is a great way to you know make yourself known. Um, you know, so there's there's a it's not a one size fits all. It, there's a way for everybody to to do it.
1: All right. So any you're saying that anyone with average intelligence has a book in. Them.
0: I am saying that if. I, Chris Kennedy, who was considered to be not creative, uh, has now published seven books. And at last count, I now have, uh, I I think it was 16 more that I have in my head. You know, I, I think anybody could if they wanted. It's Once you start writing, I think you start seeing things differently. And you see opportunities in places where you never would have thought. Um, you know just just in your day-to-day life you know as as you're going along you're like wow you know that'd make a good book and wow i could do something with that um, and and it really is kind of fun uh, to kind of see things differently sometimes
1: that's great that's great
0: um now you're
1: doing a mostly fiction but you just wrote a nonfiction book correct that's that's
0: correct uh, self-publishing for profit: How to get the book out of your head and into the stores.
1: And and how is that going? Is that your latest book?
0: That, that's the latest book that that I have out. Um, it's doing well. Um, certainly, uh, it, it opens up a lot of other opportunities as well. Um, you know, and that's that's another thing that I would I would pass on to folks. Um, I know a lot of the people that are listening to your show uh, have have a wide variety of experience. And, and having a book on, you know, whatever your experience is, you know, helps helps give you credibility if you want to go on to coaching other people in, in that area. For example, you know, I, I've done very well with uh, self-publishing and, and I've set myself up to uh, help coach others to do it. Um, you know, having a book, you know, is one way that that you show people, hey, you know, I know what I'm talking about here and I can be trusted to do it for you um you know if if your listeners have other areas of expertise you know having a book gives them credibility that they can turn into a speaking coaching or getting into a variety of other businesses uh to you know expand upon that that subject
1: so after you wrote uh, these first few few books what uh what doors did that open for you
0: well one of the one of the neat things as a science fiction author is um, after I had a couple books out, I uh, started getting on to the uh, convention uh, circuit and going around to the science fiction conventions and talking about self-publishing there. And uh, it's it's really been neat getting out and, and meeting some of the readers. And um, I usually do a self-publishing presentation at each of them. And after every presentation, I'd always have people coming up and saying, well, you know, I, that's a neat presentation, but I just need to know one thing. What if and, – and there's – everybody always has, you know, one thing. Well, if I just knew this one thing, I think I could do it. If, if I only knew how to, you know, design a website or um, find an editor, get an agent, you know, whatever it is – so they people just need to persevere through that one thing and, and find an expert or find somebody that has the information. You know, don't don't be afraid to try things. If I had been afraid to try right. writing uh, or self-publishing, uh, financially, I'd be in a lot worse shape than I am right now. Um, that's for sure, uh, especially since my, my firstborn uh, went off to college this year um and that was a, a big price tag there that you know self publishing is is letting me afford send him off and where other I might not I had I had been unemployed for about 9 months while he was a junior then I I got picked up for uh you know a job his senior year and it turns out that I made just enough money to not qualify for tuition assistance but still nowhere close to enough to be able to afford college. Um, oh, boy. And, and that's, that's where the, the writing has really helped me out um, with things like that.
1: Well, what would you say, I think I know the answer to this already, but what would you say the number one, number one reason most people fail to succeed with writing?
0: There's several big ones. I'm going, I'm going to approach this from a marketing standpoint. You know, if you do everything correctly in generating your book, you know, you have a a well-edited book, you have a good cover, you know, you've done all of those types of things, good blurb on the back. Most people do all of those and they produce this wonderful book and all of a sudden it comes out and then they start marketing it. And if they start marketing it, once it's ready, they've waited too long. Marketing should really start uh, three, four, maybe even six months prior, um, so that you start uh, developing some connections. It's it's all about relationships with uh, between an author and, and the audience, and, and nice. you and you really need to develop that that relationship as you're going along, so that when you get your book finished and you put it out there, you know you have a, an audience that when you say hey, you know my book is finished, please try it you have a good enough relationship with people that they'll take that leap of faith and and will purchase it and read it and hopefully write you a review a review once they're done you know and and if you're able to do that where you get enough at the start you're able to get into Amazon's uh marketing where they start promoting you as well and and then you know your sales really really take off um so the the biggest problem that a lot of people have is they write the book first and then try and market it rather than building up an audience as they're going along so that when they produce the book, uh, they have a ready-made audience that will purchase it.
1: So if you have a, a roughed-out book, uh, these, are what, uh, these are what the chapters are going to be about, but you haven't really written it yet, that's the time to start.
0: Yeah, well, and it, it also depends on whether you're writing a fiction book or a non-fiction book. If you're a fiction book, uh, or a nonfiction book writer, you know, and you're a, you're an expert on a certain topic. You know, it's it's great to get out there on whatever type of social media you you prefer, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and and start engaging in the conversation where you're meeting people. You know, you're commenting on things and you're starting to to develop that persona of being an expert, so that when your book comes out, people will already have heard of you and know that they can trust you as far as fiction writing goes you know it's it's pretty similar you know but it's it's also once again a matter of of uh developing ties to people you know getting getting onto some of the different boards some of the different you know i have i have a facebook site and be active on others um and you know work with other authors comment on their stuff you know provide reviews do things like that where you start getting your name out there where people recognize you, you know, and, and a lot of times it's going to start with some of your friends, you know, hopefully you can at least count on some friends to, uh, pony up that big $3.99 for an ebook, um, oh. which is less than a, the cost of a cup of coffee and, and lasts you a lot longer, you know, so that, so that you can at least get started. And, and certainly, uh, some of the first folks to read, uh, my books were, were my friends and, they, they, you know, kind of looked at me like, you're writing a book? Well, that ought to be interesting. Um, I got to find that. <laughs> yeah, but but then they, they went ahead and read it, and, and uh, my best man at my wedding saw me uh, a couple months later, and he said, you know, that reads just like a real book. And I said, oh, <laughs> well, thanks, Rich, because you know what? It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I tried very hard to write a real book, and, and I'm glad you think that it's a real book.
1: What what, what do you think of someone starting off with an autobiography then saying, well, the subject I know the most about is myself?
0: (laughs) Um, It it certainly can work, you know, as long as you have interesting things that, you know, people are going to be entertained by. People buy books because they either need to know something or they want to be entertained. If your book does one or the other of those, you know, great. Um, if it's if it's not doing either, the market for it is going to be small, um, and and certainly uh, you know if if you are you know nearing retirement and you have you've got a lot of great stories you know that that all play well and are entertaining, then then absolutely write that book. You know, an autobiography is uh, the market for autobiographies is smaller though. Um, and, and one of the things that I talk about in uh, the self-publishing book is, is that you really need to do a little bit of market research. Um, and, and the biggest genres for fiction um, are romance, science fiction, fantasy, and action thriller. So if you're writing into those genres, the, the market is a lot bigger. There's a lot more people buying books. You know, there's a lot better chance of success um if you're targeting one of the the smaller genres you know you you kind of have to probably redefine what your idea of success is especially for a first time author you're you're going to have a harder time already um you know getting your name known and and if the market is smaller it's a good thing and a bad thing you're going to be the you know a little bit bigger of a fish in a smaller pond but you know is the pond going to be big enough to provide uh, the financial reward that you're hoping for, All right? The income
1: now, but like your background, you have a military background.
0: Uh, I do. I was in uh, the Navy for uh, 20 years. I flew a couple different aircraft, flying jets. That's probably a
1: pretty good background for a lot of people in the military space. Anyway, uh, for ab-
0: absolutely, and that's you know, you you were talking about right what you know. Um, My first two books were military fiction because pretty much that's what I knew and understood. And, um, you know, that was where the the story, you know, was for me. Um, And and it worked very well. You know, I I had the instant um, authenticity of of being a naval aviator, naval aviator, so that when I wrote about warfare from the skies and such, um, people knew that they could count on it to be, you know, pretty close to real.
1: Right. Very authoritative. That is good. That's good. What would you say, Chris, would be some of the specific roadblocks to watch out for, for someone starting out on this road you're on?
0: Well, I would say that one of the biggest roadblocks are the people that are going to tell you no. And they may be some of your friends. They may be somebody that you've never met before. They may not even be anything more than just a, a name that says Amazon customer. You know, there's, there's always going to be haters in the world and people that tell you no and you can't. Um, if you want to, you absolutely can. And one of the, the first things that I learned uh, once my first book came out was just how many haters there are in the world and, and people that want to come on and say bad things and, and give you a bad review, even when they haven't read the book. Um, and, and you can tell on a lot of them whether people have read the book or not, and and some people get on and, and just um, slam you for no reason at all. I don't know if they're leaving or leading a bad life, or you know what's what's going on with them. But but some people well, it might, do that. Um, it
1: might be a pacifist, and you're talking about war, so you're already on their bad side.
0: <laughs> well, that may be. It may very well be. Um, but you know, there's regardless of who you are. And what you're writing about, there's going to be people that don't like it. Even uh, Stephen King gets people that that don't like his books. Um, and you know, he's one of the the best you know authors you know that that have been around in a while. So so don't let people tell you no. Keep keep persevering, um, and have a thick skin. You know, there, there are so many people that that tell you you can't. Um, that that it's easy to to let yourself believe that I can't. Um And if your first book comes out and, and doesn't sell many copies, it's it's easy to quit. You know, oh, well, I guess this isn't for me. Well, you know, it, it may have been that, you know, maybe the cover wasn't good. Maybe the blurb on the back wasn't good. Maybe it was poorly edited. You know, there are a variety of reasons why, you know, a first book might not sell as well as you want. Maybe, maybe you, you know, started trying to market it after you'd already written it. You know the the thing to do there is you know take a look at what you did, um, you know is there a way you can improve on it and write a second book.
1: If you were looking at a book that didn't do as well as you wanted to, what would be the first thing you'd look at in that book? Do you think?
0: Well, I'd, the first thing I'd look at would be the cover. You know, like I said, fifty three percent of the the purchase decisions are made on the cover alone. You know, is is the cover? There's a a number of things that that a cover should do but you know is is it appropriate to the genre is it eye catching does it make you want to pick it up that's something that you can easily test out with people and just say hey you know what what do you think of this cover you know if the cover's not any good you're you're not going to sell that many books um you know the next thing that people look at after the cover is the blurb on the back there are certain things that the the blurb needs to do to get people to buy you know, so if the blurb is no good, you know, that's that's going to discourage, you know, sales as well. Um, and then once people get into it, you know, and take a look at the sample, you know, if, if it's poorly edited and, you know, it, it doesn't look professional, um, you know, they're, they're not going to want to buy it either. So, you know, there's there's three things right there before people even, you know, make the purchase decision. They can already tell if it's something that, you know, they're going to want or not.
1: Well, let me go to one other question that will come back to me. What, what, if you were to start over again right now, what do you think your first 30 days would look like? How many books you know, would you be able to get? One book out, two books out. With everything that you know now and you were starting today, what do you think your first 30 days would look like?
0: Uh, the first 30 days would be all writing. Majority of writing. Uh, I would probably spend about 80% of my time writing and 20% of my time uh, marketing, developing a platform, uh, on Facebook and Twitter, um, you know, starting to develop some of those relationships, like I talked about, um, and then you know, eighty percent of my time writing. Uh, I have found that you know I can write, I can write fifty thousand words in a month if if, if I need to, um, you know, while still keeping my day job. Yeah. Wow! Uh, if I didn't have the day job, I could I could probably write a few more. Um, you know, there there are. Po- there's a point where, you know, you, you just, you, you can't write anymore. You know, it's, it's something that, uh, for me anyway, you know, um, I need to take a break and do something else for a little. Um, but, but I can easily write 50,000 words in, uh, in a month. And then, you know, so basically I could put out a, a 100,000 word novel in, I could have it finished writing in two months and, and into editing, you know, and the, the editing process for me, uh probably takes another 2 to 3 weeks for me and then, you know, off to other people to read it. So what would your first 90 days look like then? Do you think would
1: you be already uh,
0: I'd have some I'd be perceiving. very close to having a book um ready to go. Uh hopefully I've I've developed uh, some relationships with folks that'll uh, read it once it comes out whether through, you know, blogging on, on other people's blogs or, you know, developing, uh, you know, some relationships on Twitter and Facebook. And I'm probably getting pretty close to having that first book. If I was going to go science fiction, it, it's probably, you know, a hundred thousand words, uh, give or take 10 or 15. Um, if it's fantasy, it, it may be a little smaller than that. Um, you know, the, depending on the genre you know, that, that you're writing, you know, there are certain kind of normal lengths. Um, so for me, it'd probably be around a hundred thousand words and, uh, I'd be getting really close to, to having that first book done by the, the 90 day point.
1: So let's go to 90 days and now the book's up for sale. What do you think realistic, you know, being your first book, no one really knows you. Let's say someone's starting out this listening that first month that the book is for sale, what? Could they realistically look at if they were? fair? I know it's really uh, hard to say, but <laughs> what would you expect? Uh, well, I, I can tell
0: I can tell you what my first month looked like when the first book came out. Okay, um, which was sold. Um, you know, it was like three books, four books. You know, three, four, six, two, seven, eight, one, eight, ten you know and and it was kind of bouncing around the 7 8 you know 10 12 15 a day? yeah a day okay um and then after about 2 weeks it had sold enough that it got onto one of the um Amazon uh email lists and the curve just went crazy and started selling you know then it went 30 50 70 100 125 a day yeah wow so at that point,
1: you're making some money, that, uh, some serious money.
0: Yeah, um, I I was surprised. I, I showed my wife, and I said, you know, hey, look, look how many books it uh, had sold today. And she's like, oh, my gosh, that's real money. The the first, I, I started on July 22nd, and, and I'm looking at the figures right here. Uh, the first month, so, you know, the nine days in July, I sold four, uh, 21 books. The uh, the next month in August I sold about 300 and then the next month I sold six over 600. Right, so how much? Uh, well, 3.99 uh, retail. Uh, so, getting about uh, 70% of that by doing you know by self publishing.
1: Okay, so that's how much is that? 250 or something?
0: Oh, well, just... so if it's 600, that's you know 600 a month. Or if i sold 600 that month that'd be uh four hundred and twenty dollars all right um but the the third month um my second book came out also uh so that one started out its first month with uh three hundred so i ended up you know almost a thousand books that month thousand books and
1: when it sells for 399 you're getting two or dollars and fifty cents of it
0: yeah, some somewhere around there, $280, $260, $280. It's like twenty five hundred bucks, is that right? Yeah. So yeah. So that's all of a sudden you're you're starting to make real money there. Um wow. Yeah, you know, and then those those were both military fiction books. And in what I said, you know, if you recall, uh the the different genres have different, you know sell some sell better than others. Right. The uh the first science fiction book came out and because I already had some people that were uh fans of mine and liked you know like the you know what I wrote um it jumped onto the amazon uh email system faster and stronger um and the the first month that you know the third book um was out uh which was the first science fiction book, it sold uh thirty five hundred again times almost three dollars, so it's
1: like eight nine thousand bucks
0: yeah yep. Well, and, and in addition, the the other uh, 700 for, you know, the first two books, because wh- every time you put out a book, it's going to bump the uh, the ones that came before it, because people mm-hmm. will find it and go, oh, you know, that's, oh, that's the third book? Well, let me go back and start at the first book, you know, and, and then they'll read all three of them or all four of them, you know, so each time you put out a book, good things happen.
1: So it it really is accumulative. The, bat, the ball the ball starts rolling down the hill, and right. once once you get it rolling, uh, you can't stop it.
0: So hopefully. so don't so don't quit on the first one if it doesn't sell as well as you want. Put out the second one and put out the third one, and you know you you'll really start to become known, and and your sales really do snowball
1: like you said. So you wouldn't spend too much time trying to revise and change the, the cover and everything on the first one.
0: If I knew that it was good, uh, I wouldn't, you know, if if I had, you know, hopefully I would have tried it before, you know, I sold it and had people look at it and go, hey, you know, what do you think of this? Do you like it? Do you not like it? What don't you like? You know, um, so hopefully I would have test marketed it a little bit where I knew that, okay, it's it's good. It's not that it's the cover that's bad or or the writing or, you know, the blurb on the back, okay. um, you know, sometimes you, you may just have, you know, maybe your marketing didn't click. Maybe, you know, you, you missed the right people. Maybe you didn't have a good hook. You know, who knows? Um, but but once you get, you know, a couple books out there, you know, you're, you're doubling your chance to, you know, find people or for people to find your book, you know, and, and you appear, uh, you have more credibility, Um, you know, when, when people look and they see that this is your only book, some Mm -hmm. people are, are not as willing to try it. Um, you know, people like to find authors and stick with them and, and they know that for, for some authors that have a lot of books, they, they go, well, you know, I'll, I'll try this one book and if I like it, wow, then I've got all of these other ones that I can read. Um, and that's great. But if you only have this one, they go, well, you know, if I really like it, there's nowhere else to go. You know, he doesn't have any more books. And, uh, 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 you know, I just won't I won't be able to read anymore. Um, So, you know, when you start to to generate more books, you know, you get that credibility. People go, oh, you know, he's a professional author. And that raises their expectations for you. You know, oh, he's got three books out, four books out. He must be a serious author, in quotes, serious author, you know, And, and they expect that, you know, it'll be well written. It'll be. Uh, well-edited, and, and oh, well, he must be a good author, you know, because you have multiple books out. Um, so people are more and more willing to take a chance on you with more books. You know, the the more books you have, the more professional you seem, and they're more willing to take a chance on you. Success breeds success. It, it really does. Absolutely. Uh, I was just reading today uh, about
1: uh, using news hijacking, which is referring to like you uh, set up uh, Google Alerts, you set up TweetDeck. And so every time your particular subject comes out, let's say you're writing about uh, the war or or maybe a particular war, that you can say, okay, Desert Storm. Some feed has come out about Desert Storm, and you jump on every one of those, and somehow you you go in there and tie your book into that news that's coming out. Uh, because you're writing a book on that very subject. Have you tried that or do you think that would I, work?
0: I, I have tried that. Um, I have not uh, seen it translate into huge huge numbers of sales yet. I've, I've tried it a couple times. Uh, I, I tried to put out the uh, self publishing book uh, during Black History Month to, you know, hey, here's a chance to help develop your own history, you know, write your own story and you can self publish it. That really didn't generate the, the sales that I had hoped. Um, I've also uh, tied uh, some of my science fiction books to current movies like uh, Interstellar and uh, Jupiter Ascending, which is out right now. I hear that it works well for some people. Apparently, I haven't uh, broken the the complete code on uh, the copy that I need to put out to to turn it into sales. So I'm still experimenting with that. It gets back to that whole experimentation thing. Don't be afraid to try.
1: Hey, don't be afraid to try. Like I'm just thinking, the book was saying, like go on and you, someone famous does something and you put a comment. That's fantastic. And you know, I have a book just like it or whatever. But somehow uh, taking them back to your website so that uh, you get the exposure because it's along the very same uh, vein that they're they're looking at. Correct. But kind of excited to see that. But again, I haven't tried it and that's why I'm asking you. Yeah. What what other additional resources? Uh, are available out there to, to help someone make this work, to be a success.
0: Well, it, it's great if you can involve people, you know, in your, in your story and involve people in the process. Um, and what I have done, um, and, and many of, of your listeners will, uh, will know Star Trek and uh, the red shirts that were on Star Trek, uh, whose only purpose in, in the show was to go down to the planet and die. I let people be red shirts in my like books. Um, you know, if they if they come to uh, my website and sign up to be a red shirt, uh, I'll write them into the next book, or you know, next book or the, the one book. after. Um, and, so you, and they you can you real- would use their real name or yeah pseudonym they have. Oh I yeah, I, I I will use their real name um, and put them into a book. You know, and and they can see their name in a book. And you know, how does that work? Well, you know that if if you write them into a book. Uh, they're going to purchase it. They're also probably going to tell their family that they're in a book and, Hey, you should, you should check this out. Uh, they're going to tell their friends, Hey, look, I'm in a book. The friends are going to check it out. So, you know, by the time you write several people into a book, you know, you, you've got people talking about your books, you know, and then they're telling people and sooner or later, you're going to, you're going to end up with somebody that, that actually, um, you know that has a bit of a following and tells people and you know it's a, it's a great way to get the message out there um and in a lot of times what i've done is when when people want to share you know details of their lives um i try and include those as well for example oh. i mm-hmm. had a, i had somebody that said you know hey uh i'm a 100% disabled veteran you know um the iraqis couldn't kill me maybe you can and and so i wrote them in uh is a is a 100% disabled veteran who came back as a as a cyborg um you know and got to do some really cool things and you know all of the people that are in the books yeah they're they're probably not going to make it out alive but but they're going to go out in uh you know they're going to do something heroic and do something that that really makes it exciting for them uh to be part of the book and you know they're going to talk about it with their friends and and that's going to advertise the book to more people that is great i, I
1: love it Love <laughs> the, and The funny,
0: the, the funny one for that one was, um, I had I had somebody send me uh, an email and said, "Hey, well, would you uh, consider uh, a black shirt?" And and I said, "A black shirt." He said, "Yeah, I'm I'm a priest. Would you write a priest into your book?" And and I got to thinking. And I said, "Well, you know, all navy ships have chaplains, so sure." So I, I wrote him. I said, "Sure, I'll I'll write you in." And he said, "Oh, well, you you may not want to do that because." You know, I've I've kind of got this little blog, and you know, some people read it, and you know, I, I some people will have heard of me, and I said, oh, well, you know, what's what's the blog? And it turns out he he did a blog for the Pope, um, and I said, oh, sure, you know, I'll I'll put you in there, and you know, he advertised it on on his uh, blog a couple times, and and that Is was it? some great publicity as well. So you know, Is you it? can get some people to to talk about you. You know, certainly that that helps a lot.
1: Gives me an idea. Send it there. Depending on what the subject matter is, if it was something to do with religion, send it to every pastor in the country.
0: Right. It's a matter of you know how can you tie this your your book into something that other people care about. It, it worked out really well for that. It's just a matter of being creative and in developing a little bit of buzz. Um, you know, on the book so that it gets onto those lists and, and then Amazon starts advertising for you because, you know, let's face it, they've got way more dollars than you do. And if they start sending out, you know, say, for example, my book, you know, they know who buys science fiction books and they send out emails to those people with science fiction books on them, you know. And if my book is one of the books that's on that email, you know, I'm one of eight books, you know, that just went to somebody that buys science fiction, and, and you know that's um, that's the target market, and you know I couldn't I couldn't do any better you know on my own. That's so you know, that's that's what you really want to do. They've got the list. Yeah. Let me ask you, outside of
1: Amazon, who else do you go after?
0: Um, so I'm I'm pretty much on uh, most of the the big e e retailers. Um, I do Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Smashwords, uh, Apple. You know, on down the line. Um, Amazon is is where nearly all of my sales come from, uh, with Barnes and Noble being the the second biggest, um, with their Nook. You know, Amazon I think overall sells about two thirds of the ebook market. For me, it's probably closer to ninety ninety five percent. Different genres vary on on where they sell best. I, I think uh, romance does well on iTunes. I think. You know, so once again, that's something that, that you have to experiment with a little. Um, for me, Amazon's the big one. Um, you know, that's, that's where most of my sales have come from. I try all the other ones, um, but keep coming back to the, the gorilla of the market.
1: What percentage of your books do you sell right from your own website? Because, of course, there you get all the money, right?
0: Um, I really don't sell any from my website. Uh, oh. I, direct, I direct people to Amazon. If that's just a personal choice. You could
1: sell from your website,
0: right? I could sell from my website, um, but then I have to buy them and ship them and you know do all of the fulfillment. um, and that would take away time from writing and marketing. so it it just for me, it works better just to send them to Amazon and uh, let them go from there and and for me to keep writing or right. or talking to cool people like you, okay.
1: <laughs> just to go through the steps quickly, just one more time. What would be the steps, okay, someone's listening to this, they say, I've got a fantastic story that I could write, and I've wrapped it out even in the past, and I'm ready to do it. What, what are the steps they need to go through?
0: Well, first they've got to write the book, because they're not going to be an author unless they write the book. Okay. Um, and, and that's, you know, you asked, where do people fail? Uh, a lot of people fail because they don't start. Don't start. 81% of people have a book. Only 1% actually write it. So that leaves about 80% that failed because they didn't start. Didn't
1: start.
0: All right. So once you write it, you, you need to get it edited. You need to have a good book cover. You need to have a good blurb on the back. The book has to be edited. The blurb should be edited. Um, and then you need a professional cover. Hopefully, you've been doing some marketing along the way to develop the the relationships with folks that'll try it out once it comes out, and then you publish all right uh, obviously so I think- there's there's a, a lot more to each of the individual little things than that, but you know those those are the major milestones. you know you, you need you need to have a good book that uh, is well edited, has a good cover and a good blurb um you know and and have done the marketing ahead of time so that when it comes out people will uh, be standing by ready to buy it ready to buy okay
1: so 90 days is realistic part time to, to have the book on the market and start making money
0: everybody's different certainly that that works for me for some people that you know have more time you know absolutely that is very very attainable you know if if you're only putting an hour into it a week um, then not so much, but but if you have the time you can devote to it, absolutely you, that that you could be published in ninety days without a doubt.
1: Now, if you said, "Okay, I'm hungry, I don't have money coming in, I got all day to do something, and I'm going to do this uh, ten hours a day," they could maybe do it in half the time.
0: Uh, they could maybe do it in one month, depending on you know how much time they're they're putting into it. Absolutely, um, you know it's and. and Depending on how they wanted to do the the editing, you know, as, as they finished a chapter, they could hand it out to, you know, some of their friends to read um, and be getting immediate feedback. Uh, you know, the, there's as many different ways to do it as there are people doing it. Could could people be done in a month? Absolutely. I couldn't because I have that, that day job that gets in the way. Um, okay. But, but if I didn't, I could do it in a month without a doubt. Perfect. Okay. Especially if so I was hungry. All right.
1: And I think we have some hungry people here tonight.
0: Yeah. What would be your,
1: your final message, Chris, to the, to the people?
0: My, my final message would be, you know, for, for a long time, I let people define who I was and what I was. And, and I would say, don't let other people define you. If, if you want to be a writer, if you have a story to tell, tell the story. Uh, don't be afraid to share You know, a a lot of people are afraid to put themselves out there because, you know, gee, my friends may not like it. Other people may not like it. You know, there there may be people, though, that will, and and it'll be life-changing for them. Don't deny them the story. Don't be afraid to try. Fantastic.
1: We've been speaking to Chris Kennedy, and he's speaking from experience. He's done it. He's been there, and it sounds like if you put the effort in, and you have average intelligence, anyone can do this.
0: Absolutely. And if they're they're looking for more information on me, uh, they yes. can find it at chriskennedypublishing.com. I've got all of all of my books through there if they're interested in the books. Uh, if they're interested in, you know, some a little bit of uh, coaching or consulting, you know, they can check that out there. Any other questions they have, you know, uh, I'm very uh, user-friendly.
1: Well, fantastic. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of replies from this, uh, Chris, and you've been great to speak to. And uh, God bless you and thank you for, for being with us tonight.
0: Hey, thank you very much for having me, Ken. Really enjoyed it. All right, super. Thank you for listening to Income for Baby Boomers with your host, Ken Queen. Helping boomers like you get a business started you can run from your own home. We interview owners of both online and offline businesses, but most importantly, ones that are run by baby boomers. Stay tuned next week for new and exciting businesses that you can start from your home. Until next time, have a profitable and blessed week.